Hi everybody, it's me, Andrea Patrick, and you are listening to PB in Style, the podcast where you find clarity, consistency, and authenticity in the way you build your brand. On today's episode, I'm talking about the believer's mindset. And guys, I'm telling you, this is something that I had to grow into. I had to to recognize was necessary. And, you know, I just want to give you guys the benefit of my experience in this podcast so that you too can um, start to formulate your own believer's mindset. And um, I've talked about the boss mindset and have had events based on the boss mindset. But I think before you can get to the boss mindset, you have to have a believer's mindset. Or maybe it comes after. I don't know. You figure it out for yourself, but I believe you need both. But today I want to talk about the believer's mindset. And there are three areas that I think we should really focus our attention on as we begin to develop this mindset for ourselves and our business. The first one is knowledge is power. And I truly believe this is the case. Knowledge is power. Um, Oh, you know what? Actually, that's not true. I used to believe knowledge is power. And I had a conversation with someone in a podcast that I recorded last week. And she said something that I thought was so very profound. You'll hear that um, coming up soon. Um, But what she said was she didn't believe in knowledge is power. She believed that applied knowledge is power. And I think that is just the most profound statement ever. And I can't wait for you to hear that interview. It is with um, leadership expert Elena Zare, and uh, she's going to be talking to us next week. And I think that you're going to just gain such, you know, clarity and just you probably have so many aha moments that you're not going to be able to stand it. But for now, you're stuck with me. And um, we're talking about the believer's mindset, but it's true. Applied knowledge is power. And it's important for us to continue to learn um, because as we learn and apply the things we learn, um, our business grows, our, our expectations change of others and of ourselves. We begin to manage those expectations better. I mean, learning and just growing in your knowledge is so valuable to your business and it helps you to stay ahead of the curve. One of the things that I just compliment my husband on so often is the fact that he has always stayed ahead of the curve in his industry. He is a computer science guy and he's done everything from programming to project management. And now he manages huge, huge accounts um, working for a security software company. And he got there, guys, because he continued to learn and grow in his own craft, but also he continued to learn and educate himself in his industry as things began to change. He was ahead of the curve in that he was always looking for that next great um, discovery in his industry and how he could apply it to the knowledge he already had to improve uh, his position in the company he was in or to leverage it to get to another company where he could grow and build and, um, you know, climb the corporate ladder. And he does extremely well in his field now. And it's because he, you know, he knew that applied knowledge was power and he continued to learn and grow in the area that he's working in. Um, 
I had a conversation today. I had a speaking engagement. And one of the things that I was talking about, it, was, it wasn't a debate. It was a conversation about um, uh, getting to a point where you know you need help in your business. And I said to them, you know, you know, and I think you've probably heard me say this before on this podcast that, you know, if you find yourself doing tasks that you are just not very good at, um, meaning you're like a level, you know, four, you know, three, and, you know, compared to 10 being an expert, and you're like down the very low end of the scale in terms of your abilities in this area, then you should probably delegate that task out because you're wasting time and energy um, trying to do something that you're not good at. So it's not just, it's just not going to reflect the value that you offer in those areas where you do excel, like your eights and your nines and your tens. Um, and so in that conversation, I was saying, you know, when you get to that point, you need to delegate, you know, these tasks out. And I was very careful to clarify that sometimes the delegation actually can still be to yourself. You can still delegate a task to yourself. Um, but I want to qualify that statement by saying, if you are level two, three, you know, in an, you know, in a specific area of your business, um, odds are you're not going to make it to the eight, nine, 10 range in that area. Probably the best you can hope for is like five, six, seven, right? Um, but we want to choose tasks that we might be a five or a six in and with a little application of knowledge, meaning we have gone out, we've researched, we've taken a few courses, we've, um, you know, uh, really taught ourselves how to do things better. You can delegate the task to yourself as long as you understand the expectation of yourself is not immediate. Like you're not going to go out and Google something today and be and go from a level six, seven to an eight, nine tomorrow. It's going to take you time to hone the craft, to um, gain the experience, to develop the knowledge you need to push yourself to the seven, eight, nine range. Um, but you have to be mindful of the fact that that is going to take time. And so sometimes in the delegation, um, and this all falls under the umbrella of knowledge is power or applied knowledge is power. But when you delegate out, let's say you're a six, five, six, seven in, a, in an area, and you could be a seven, eight, nine, if you just did a little research, took a little time, maybe took a course um, just to kind of get a little bit more knowledge from another expert or something along those lines, you still have to manage your expectations, give yourself time to get really good at it to the point that it reaches the eight or nine where your other valued assets in your business are that you hold, the confident areas where you're working. And so under this whole believer's mindset, you know, applied knowledge is power. So you want to continue to learn. You want to stay ahead of the curve like my husband does. But then sometimes you, you want to delegate out those tasks that you know you're never going to be an eight, nine, you know, seven, eight, nine in but if you find that you can delegate it to yourself and you have the time to grow in the area, to grow your skill to a seven, eight, nine, then do that. Because sometimes money is an issue and you can't delegate. I hate it when people say 
you know, you delegate that out, you know, have someone do it. Well, guess what? If you're a small business and you can't afford to delegate a task out because graphic designers are expensive, web developers are expensive, social media managers can be expensive, SEO experts can be expensive. But if you have a general knowledge, a working knowledge where you're a six, seven, eight in an area, you know, go ahead and, 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 and take the time. That would be the, 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 the payment, if you will, take the time to learn, to grow your skill set to a seven, eight, nine. And then that is something that not only you can use in your business, but now you can offer it as a way to make money in the business you currently have. Okay, moving along. Um, the next thing that I feel you should really work on um, to gain your believer's mindset is the fact that the buck stops with you. Okay, it's your business. You know, you are the leader, you're the head, and people are going to look to you for um, the, the credibility of your business. It doesn't matter how many people you have under you. Ultimately, the buck stops with you. Um, and I'll, I'll even go as far as to talk about a company that I've dealt with for a few months now. And the owners of the company have delegated management tasks to someone else. And in dealing with this company and dealing with the manager of this company, I found it sometimes can be a bit difficult. Um, I'm not necessarily sure if the person that is managing has the skill set of someone with a level eight, nine, ten in the skill. Maybe someone who has the level of like a three, four, five in the skill. Um, but nevertheless, the owners of this company have chosen this person as the manager. And so what I found is um, the buck stops with the owner. And if I'm struggling in dealing with this particular company manager, I'll just go to the I'll just go to the owner and have the conversations, um, express my concerns um, and things of that nature, because ultimately the owner is who can make the final decision and who can get me the things that I need or what I what I need to do what my best can possibly be. And so my point is the buck stops with you as the owner of your company. It doesn't matter how many people you have under you. You should be prepared for people like me that know the buck stops with the owner. And if I know the owner, be prepared to have those people come to you, have a set, you know, way that you deal with circumstances like that, because really you have to own your mistakes. The buck stops with you. You have to own the mistakes. But guess what? As the owner, you also get to celebrate, celebrate the wins. OK, so you need to prepare yourself for that. Just get that, wrap that around your brain. The buck stops with you. Good, bad and different, whether it's a mistake that was made by someone on your team or by you, the buck stops with you. If there is a celebration to be had, you get to celebrate along with the people on your team who made that happen. Um, and you might get the pat on your back for a job well done, your business making its numbers, X, Y, Z, things of that nature. So you get to celebrate in those wins. You have to plan for both, okay? Um, You've heard me talk about multiple times setting yourself up with circumstances of optimal success. Okay. That means you have to know yourself well enough, understand your value well enough, understand 
who you are and be comfortable with who you are to know your likes, dislikes, and non-negotiables, to set up policies and procedures in your business to minimize the mistakes, minimize those um, negative comments and the negative feedback, and minimize that comparison that happens on the inside of you when you see someone else you perceive to be doing better than you. Um, when you understand, and we talk about this all the time, but when you understand your value and you love yourself enough to allow yourself to be yourself and be confident in that, you can set yourself up with those circumstances of optimal success. And then when the buck stops with you, whether it is a mistake that needs to be owned or a celebration of a win, you are prepared for that. You have planned for that. Um, Kenny Rogers said it best. You got to know when to hold them, know when to fold them, know when to walk away and know when to run. And that's what it means to accept um, and walk in confidently the fact that the buck stops with you. Okay. All right. Lastly, um, in order to have a believer's mindset and guys, I don't know if I explained it earlier, but the believer is the believer in you, the believer in your business, the believer in your abilities to solve the problems of the customers and clients that you have uh, deemed your target audience. That is what I mean by the believer's mindset, having a belief that what you have is valuable and that you are solving a problem that only you can solve the way you solve it. And I wanna say that again, the confidence in knowing that you can solve a problem in a way that only you can solve it. Not to say there's no one else out there solving that problem because you know as well as I do, there are a bazillion people out there doing something very similar to what it is you're doing. But I ultimately believe that when you are doing something with authenticity and you are clear and you maintain a consistency about the things you do, no one can compare to your level of passion, your perspective on a subject, and your approach to the solving of that problem the way you can. And that is what makes you unique, and that is what makes you the choice of the people who choose you because they want it the way you are giving it, all right? So the last thing that I want you to think about when you are starting to build your believer's mindset is it's important to colonize. Now, I'm using the term colonize because I thought of when I was coming up with how I wanted to verbalize this, this concept to you is I thought about ants and bees. And if you look at them, you've got various levels of workers in these colonies. And the fact that they do different things does not change the ultimate overall working of the colony that everyone's working for the greater good of this of this colony everyone wants to see it succeed so they're all doing their part and as you start working on your believers mindset i think it's extremely important to find your colony people who want this thing to be successful and they want to do their part to make it successful. Does that mean you're going to have to pay someone to be in your colony? Sometimes I have a set of graphic designers that I absolutely love and trust and 
would do just pay them probably just about anything they asked if I could afford it because I know that I can delegate, I can I can hire them out and never think about it again. I mean, that is, that's a level you wanna get to. You don't want to have to micromanage the people that you delegate tasks to because that defeats the purpose of delegating the task. It, at least it does for me. So I love having people in my corner and around me. We all, I always tell my friends actually, I'm like, okay, this year is gonna be our year. I need you guys to kind of get up and come on with me because I don't need someone to go to lunch with, you know, when this money starts rolling in, when, when this business, you know, takes off and, you know, and, and we're seeing the fruits of our hard work, you know, so I'm encouraging my friends who have businesses and who are, you know, going along with this entrepreneurial journey like I am. And I'm like, Hey, let's get up. Let's do it. Let's make it happen. Let's do this. Let's try this because I want, if they succeed, then that means I succeed. And if I succeed, that means they succeed because we are connected. We've, we've colonized. And even though we're all doing things differently, we have a like mind and we all want to find success in our varying niches. And, you know, we can encourage one another. And I have people who actually do work for me and, um, I hire out things and, and we are also colonized in that we understand each other. We've developed relationship. Um, we have our own language. Sometimes we, we have our own systems and we've created, um, you know, this, this relationship that we are able to build on and continue to grow that allows me to delegate, like I said, the tasks and not think about it and know that the work is going to get done. You have to be intentional. No one is an island. Okay. If you look at some of the greatest entrepreneurs of our time, they're not doing it alone. I mean, for God's sakes, look at Oprah. Oprah has Gail and she has Stedman and then now she has the entire world because we all love her and we all enjoy her success. We share in it. She's giving away, you get a car, you get a car, you get a car. That day at that show, didn't you feel like you were a part of that? You were waiting for her to point through the television to say you got a car too because we're invested. We, we've, we've grown up with her and so we're a part of her colony and that's what you want to start thinking about and being intentional about. Um, they, people like Oprah, they may strategize on their own. You know, she journals. Um, and they might process things on their own, you know, work things out in their mind. But ultimately, when it comes time to manifest that idea, that strategy, they have a support system. They have people around them that they have built relationships with and that they trust to delegate tasks to. Um, so that is what I mean by colonizing. So you want to start being extremely intentional, like moving forward as you build this believer's mindset. You want to be extremely intentional about the relationships you are forming right now because you just don't need people in your life or in your business that are going to um, have the opposite effect of building up and building out, okay? And that's how I'll say that. So just know, you may not understand the need for this right now, okay? It may not, you may not be at a point, maybe you haven't even started your business. You're just an aspiring entrepreneur and you've you know, just started to put pen to paper. If that is the case, that's okay. 
Just know if you don't take anything else away, just know that it's always good to start. Just kind of jot these things down and think about them as you begin to um, crystallize your ideas about your business. Knowledge, applied knowledge is power. The buck is always going to stop with you and you want to colonize. You want to build a community around you, not only of followers, but of also a team of supporters and, and like-minded individuals that can build you up sometimes when you are struggling to do that for yourself. And I've found, honestly and truly guys, I've found the more seriously I take my business, the more seriously other people take my business. And this year, 2019, I've always been serious about my business, but I've struggled um, with confidence in certain areas because you do. I mean, you've heard it before, imposter syndrome, where you feel like, I can't believe these people are paying me for this because, you know, gosh, they can get this anywhere. But the truth of the matter is my perspective is unique and they can't get my perspective anywhere because it's my perspective. And I've had so many so many people. I mean, if I had a penny for every person that said this to me, I would be wealthy, wealthy. But I've had so many people say that the way I explain things to them helps them get it. Like they didn't get it before. I've heard countless times, wow, I've never heard it explained that way. I get it now. That's my unique approach. It's not to say someone else hasn't said that to them in the past and hasn't described the exact same concept to them in the past. It just so happened the way I see it, my idea, the way I explained it, the perception I have of it, um, that is what clicked for that person. And so um, it's so important for you to take even the smallest of things in your business seriously, um, because if you take it seriously, Others will take it seriously as well. So guys, learn from my experience. There is no need to reinvent the wheel here. To have a believer's mindset, just apply the knowledge you gain and keep seeking knowledge, but always apply it. And just know the buck is gonna stop with you. Don't try to pawn it off on someone else and make excuses, you know? Get to know those likes and dislikes and non-negotiables and set yourself up with great policies and procedures that help you with circumstances of optimal success so that when you are working with people, you know that you've done the absolute best job that you can possibly do. And then when it comes time for you to accept defeat or uh, recognize a mistake you made, you can do that. You can own it. When it's time to celebrate something, you can do that. You can celebrate that win because you plan for it. You set yourself up to no matter which way this cookie crumbles, you're good. You've got it. You can swing yourself back to balance because you're very confident in who you are and the value that you're bringing to the table. And then lastly, you just want to colonize. You want to build your community so that you have a support system, A, but also that you have influence over people and you're helping them with your value. And they are you know, flocking to you because they like it the way you are giving it. So again, no need to reinvent the wheel. So now it's your turn. Start working on your believer's mindset. What is that going to look like for you? How are you going to start now to gain more knowledge and take yourself from a five, six to a seven, eight, nine? 
And how are you going to set yourself up to be prepared for the fact that the buck stops with you? How are you going to use this value you have and really be intentional about the way you use it so that you are prepared for whatever comes your way in your business? And even though your body might feel the physical effects of disappointment, discouragement, um, embarrassment even, even though your body may feel that, you've prepared yourself. So you always have a way to swing yourself back to balance. And then how are you going to be intentional about the way you surround yourself, with whom you surround yourself? How are you going to pick those relationships moving forward? Even if you're not ready to start your business, even if it's just a twinkle of an eye on the bottom at the end of a pen, you know, where you just started writing out your idea, how can you begin to move forward from here on to be intentional about the relationships you build? Um, I was talking to a lady today during our speaking, during my speaking engagement, and she has a cleaning business that she's restarting, but that's not her passion. Her passion is interior design. And I said, that's okay. Use the um, commercial cleaning business as a stepping stool to get to those owners about staging homes, about designing the interiors of the commercial buildings as you know, when they're new. So you can't be, you can't limit your thinking. Okay. But it takes you surrounding yourself and building a colony, a community of people who can support you and whom you can support. All right, guys, that's it for this episode of PB and Style. I hope you enjoyed it. I really enjoyed sharing this whole believer mindset with you and the steps I think you can take to gain one for yourself. I want to hear from you, though. I want to know what it is you're doing right now. How do you plan to continue learning and growing and then using it, applying it? And how do you intend to handle those situations when it's, you know, it's a it's a mistake made and you've got to own it? or a celebration and you get to celebrate it. Um, And how are you going to build your colony? How are you going to colonize yourself and your business? I want to hear from you. Leave a comment below. If you enjoyed this podcast, let me know. I want to hear, tell me what other things that you like to talk about here on PBN Style. Who would you like to hear um, interview? What type, what industries do you want to hear more from? Um, I'll go out, I'll find them, I'll find them. I don't mind asking. I'm not scared. (laughs) Anyway, I hope you enjoyed, like I said, this podcast. Um, If you would go ahead and subscribe, hit that subscribe button. So every time a new podcast comes out, it will come to you and it'll be in your um, little box waiting to listen. All right, guys, have a great week and I will chat with you again next week. Remember, PB and Style is a place to be to find clarity, consistency and authenticity in the way you build your brand. Thanks for listening.